0: All right, Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 13. Trenton's going to start us off. Keep all those things we had in mind that we talked about, that we talked this morning. Keep that fresh on your mind. Trenton, start us off. 13, Trenton. <laughs> chapter 5, 13. yeah, yeah. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. That was short. That was actually really good. Hey, so that's what you guys talked about already. What did that just tell you? How will it be exposed? Through your your light. Did it say by your perfect words or the way that you addressed them? The way that you confronted them? No. By what? Your light. Your light. Your light. Does your life show a light or does your life show that you're still in darkness? Because you used to be Children of disobedience. Now you're children of God, and that means you're children of what? Light. light. Very good. Verse number 14. Go again, Trent. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Wow, that's actually a really, really good verse. I, I don't know if it should be a song. Is that a song? It kind of sounds like it. Up sleeper. Yeah. yeah, it is a song. Okay, I do. All of a sudden, I knew there was a tune in there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, this is really good. Y- y'all are going to have to really, really think on this. Really, really think. I was actually talking with Joshua about about this morning's message, and you know, it's hard to get stuff out of Joshua. Well, he actually said this morning, it was pretty deep. He said, I think we we're pretty deep in the message. That's what she said. <laughs> yes okay alright so we're gonna to have to dig really deep here wherefore he saith what does it say in those verses what does it say wake up from the dead in Christ wake up from the dead okay here we go Joey's got it like, like put away your sin and God will give you life yes and why does it say wake up the dead because you you're, you're nothing without work. Christ hey you're nothing without Christ when you're in sin you're what Dawson you are dead Your friends who are in darkness are dead. They're not in a ship. They're not drowning with their arm up. They are literally dead. So the only way that you're going to expose them, the only way that they're going to understand to be awoken is if you shine light on them. What good is it if you have a dead friend in the Lord and he has no relationship with the Lord because he's indwelling in sin and you go dig a hole right next to him and lie dead with him? Will he ever arise? Will he ever be awoken? No. No. So verse number 14 says, what again? Who wants to reread it? It. it? Hit it, Trent. Read it one more time. Understand, that's what he's talking about. If you want to awake your dead friends, because in Ephesians chapter 2 it had a clear picture of salvation. And it just wasn't one of those things where it says, call upon the Lord and be saved. No, it says, you were dead apart from Christ. Y'all remember that? Yeah. You were dead, but God. So now, God says, guess what? You, my disciples, my children of God, I'm going to use you as light. So in that statement, when it says, my friend, so-and-so, but Dawson steps in. Because Dawson's acting in the will of God now. He's the light. God's using Dawson. But God can't use Dawson if he's walking in darkness. Y'all following with me? That statement that says, but God, can you put your name in there to your friends? Are you an influence in that direction? You ever thought about that? You're imitators of God. And he's asked you to be a part of it. How then can we dig the hole and lay next to our friends dead with them? That doesn't make sense, right? Read that verse one time, Trenton, sorry. Now that we understand what it's talking about. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead in Christ's on you. Wow, that's really good. Like I said, straightforward. <laughs> we tear British. All right, verse number 15. We're going to see a little bit of a change here, a little bit of a change. Verse number 15, Ava, you want to read for us? Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Okay. Remember, what was the audience? Who do we say the audience was here? Christians, believers, those who say they have a relationship with the Lord. So when it says in that verse, what does it start off with, Ava? Be very careful. Be very careful. Of what, Ava? How you live. Do we really see our Christian life as being careful how we live? Or do we just indulge in the things that we want to do? You ever thought about that? Are you careful how you're choosing to live? Does your plans, does your college plans, does your high school plans, did you make those carefully? Were you thinking of others? Or are you still chasing a selfish ambition? Because he says, listen, now that you're children of light, your life should be carefully thought out now. You're not just aimlessly walking through the darkness. God's got a perfect plan for you. So he says here, see that ye not walk circumspectly. That's what my new King James says. Not as fools, but as wise. Verse number 16 is is a great verse. Allie make the most of every opportunity in these evil days whoa make the most of every opportunity what does that tell you as, as a born again believer that we can't go by and waste days we're just like put this like in the darkness and just not be alive every days. opportunity yeah. is precious yeah and on top of that as a born again believer God intends for you to have opportunities to be the light Are you wasting it? You're going to look up. Ask Dawson, ask Cami. ask Jolie, ask Callie. They've graduated. They've moved on. Have you thought about those friends in high school that you didn't get to witness to? That you didn't show them the light? And that time has passed. And we can't wallow in it. And we can't, and we can't just keep going back to it. But in reality, we wasted some time, right? So why waste Tomorrow? Don't take for granted the people in your class. Don't take for granted the, the time period you're at in your life right now. Your coworker's there for a reason. Your family's there for a reason. Your living situation is there for a reason. Redeem it. Take advantage of it. Because the days are what? Hey, i Hey, right there. It's time sensitive, remember? Remember we talked about how important that was. Our life here on earth is short and our opportunities are time sensitive. They are time-sensitive. Verse number 17, you're going to see why. Verse number 17, Cole hit us with it. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the Lord's will. Is. This is good because what does it tell us really, really quickly? You guys got a, you know, to hey, as a child of God, you need to understand God's will. You guys are really, really good. I'm telling you, y'all guys, you guys are like advanced. Tell me some things that are God's will. We Witness. Love others. What are some other things? Jolie even mentioned it earlier. Sin. Shunning sin, being the light—that is the will of God. Sometimes we think the will of God is okay. Well, that means I need to be in ministry in two years. I need to go to Bible college right now. And then the past week, we haven't been a light whatsoever for the Lord. It's the will of God for you to obey Him. Are you obeying Him? And this is very interesting. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse number 18. This is, in, this is talking about the will of God. Why would they throw this in right here? Um, let's see here. Connor, you want to read verse number 18? Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Is not not interesting that that's right there. And you'll have people fight to their blue in the face, saying, I can be a Christian and indulge in alcoholic beverages. What does that verse say right there? Don't drink wine. Hey, it says don't drink wine. Do you know why that's so clear? Because what does it say? To be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. Why in the world was the was the compare and contrast with the Holy Spirit wine? Do y'all realize that? Sometimes people say, well, that says don't be drunk. I can still drink a little bit. Do you realize he just compared and contrast the Holy Spirit, the triune God, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit... And you want to debate on whether drinking casually and drunk is a different thing? No. Why was the example given for it? Does that not throw up red flags? And he just said, walk carefully. Redeem the time. Why even waste indulging in something like that? I'm going to be straightforward with you. The Bible does not say, thou shalt not drink. But the Bible does say, do for my glory, not your own. Y'all following with me? Y'all following with me? Why, would, why was that contrast so there? Be filled with what? Spirit. Holy Spirit. And not like what? I'm drunk, with wine. drunk with wine. Y'all following with me? Is there much wiggle room there? It's really not. Verse number 19. Uh, Keith thing. Can we go back for a second? When, do y'all remember when Jesus was going to the cross? What was he offered on the way there? Yeah. Wine mixed with, what is it, some myrrh, or some other things to ease the pain. And what did our Savior do? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Some things in your life are not worth it because you might squander an opportunity. Y'all following with me? It happens, it does. Verse number 19. Elise. Speak to one another with songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Wow, that's so like uplifting right after, huh? The Bible is not all about what you can't do and what you shouldn't do. It's not a long list of things like that. Like I said, we can make it really easy. Do things for God's glory or man's glory. What's amazing about verse number 19? It's like saying instead of Getting drunk of wine, do these things. Yeah. Hey, I'm not just saying stay away from it. I'm saying be so filled with the Holy Spirit that your conversation with your friends, you can't help but express it. And you're giving him thanksgiving. You're singing hymns together. Your conversation is about the Holy Spirit. Y'all following what it's saying right there? Singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. When's the last time you sang a song to the Lord? Not a song verbally, but I'm saying your heart sings a song to the Lord. Where in comparison, you were given an option in life. Hey, you can indulge in this type of activity and choose the world. Or you can indulge in the things that I have, you and the Lord. And you chose the things of the Lord. And all of a sudden you knew it, right? And it's like, man, I'm in the perfect will of God. Nothing can get better than this. When's the last time you sang that song to the Lord? Were you just so thankful that, Lord, yes, I had the opportunity to go down one path. But I'm so thankful I chose you. Isn't that amazing right there? When's the last time you sang a, sang a melody to the Lord? Can you go back in your life and see where them different little potholes were? Verse number 20, this is good too. It's going the same thing. Kate, you want to hit us with it? God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's straightforward. We're giving thanks to the Lord. Now what do we say? When we're struggling with sin, what's something that we can identify? If you're struggling with sin, you're also what? Struggling with your walk with the Lord. Struggling with your walk with the Lord. And you're struggling with thanksgiving. You're struggling with being thankful what the Lord has given you. If you're struggling with sin, you're also struggling being thankful for the things that God has done for you. As a born-again believer... Before you go indulge in a sinful activity, do you say, Wow, I'm so thankful for what God did on the cross for my sins. I cannot wait to go sin. What will we say that is? Hypocrite. Foolish. Hypocrite. So when you're struggling with sin, you've forgotten what Christ did on the cross. And you need to go back to that. If you're struggling in a consistent sin over and over again, Let's start being thankful for the things that God has given us, right? Let's go back. Let's go back. Verse number 21, this is good too. K or no, Kate's writing Jack, Jack Attack. Verse, Verse number 21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. All right, so we're going to see. It's going to change a little bit here, but he still is talking about the will of God. Y'all following with me? This is still under the context of the will of God. And it says the will of God is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not to be filled with the things of the world. All right, so we have that. Compare and contrast. And then it says, give thanks to the Lord. Now, what's interesting? What's thrown in here? Submission. Ah, oh, like the most hated term in the Bible, submission, right? Because what does submission say? It means I no longer care that much about my plans, my designs, in my thoughts, I'm what? All in. You're what? All in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Now, why does it say submit one to another? What's that assuming here? It's like talking about Christians. Yeah. Hey, if if me and Dawson are firing on all cylinders, and Dawson says, "Listen, I got this great idea," hey, I need to be submissive towards it. I need to make it happen. Because if he's truly right with the Lord, I'm truly right with the Lord. We need to be firing on all cylinders. We need to be submitting to each other, right? There's a bigger design. Now, here's the part that's going to be interesting, because now we're going to get into verse number 22. I bet y'all didn't know it was at the end of chapter 5. But um, Cole, you want to read it for us? We had a huge lesson on this. Verse number 22. Uh, little Cole, little Cole. Um, wives, submit your husbands as to the Lord. What does it say there, Cole? <laughs> no, you're really close. Just try it while we're talking, baby. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, here we go. Cole's got it. Here we go. He got it. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. All right, so what does that tell us here? First and foremost, it says submit yourself one to another. Now we're seeing something different here. What is it saying here? As unto the what? As unto the Lord. It's God's will for the wife to do what? Be submissive to the husband. Right? Verse number 23, you're going to see some reasons why. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get some new readers. Callie, you want to read over there? For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. What does that say right there? Go ahead and let's read verse number 24 also. Callie, you want to read that? Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Hey, so what does that tell us? It's just like saying me and you should submit to one each other. If the husband's right with God, the wife would be submissive to him because they're both right with God. Oh my goodness. That was good. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Because then it's also saying what? What does it say about Jesus and the church? Hey, the church needs to be submissive to who? To Jesus, right? We're submissive to his will, his plans. Your family should be a representation of a mini church. You following with me? So whenever you have a conflict with the husband and the wife, it's just like having a huge conflict with Jesus in the church. Right? But we don't like to do that together, right? We like to kind of keep those separate. The family and the church is very similar. It represents the same things. It's symbolic. You following with me? So why should the wife be submissive to the husband? Well, then let's think about the church and Jesus. Why is the church submissive to Jesus? Because we're, we're the bride. Thank you. And do you know what we do? We say, listen, God's got a design. God's got a plan. I trust that more than my own, even though I have knowledge, I've studied, and I think I know best. God, you're more. You following with me? We talked about that with relationships. Verse number 25, this is really good. Like I said, sometimes when we get to it, we're like the women. The women got all the hard parts. Just, just buckle up, man. You're about to get, about to get a big um, hand to the face here. Um, Joshua, verse number 25. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Whoa. Why do we glance over that one? Can, you know, please tell me what that is saying there. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. Can you tell me what Christ did for the church? Can someone please tell me? He died for the church on that path. He said, no, I don't want the beverage. No, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He went to the cross, fully committed in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go to the cross. I am dying for my bride. I love it so much. And what did he do when God turned his back? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Tell me why there's not husbands crying that out now when they sin. When is the last time the man cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I've let sin enter into my life. And my family's being hurt by it. Guys, you have so much responsibility. You have so much responsibility. Is sin that serious to you? Because here, what is that saying? You as a husband, you as a true husband, if you want to be a godly husband, you better love your wife like, I love the church. Y'all following? Hey, that's a step up in that, those books that say five easy steps to have a happy marriage, right? It is, right? Hey, but guess what? That just took all the guessing game out of your dating relationships right there. If you don't know that your, that your significant other loves God or loves holiness more than sin... And that you have a struggle with that? Hey, drop him. It's not God's will. Are you following with me? We're not talking about a husband and wife here. We're not trying to deal with problems. You're talking about dating. Hey, guess what? There are no strings attached. You're not bound to them. Is that not interesting? But what does the world say? No, give it another chance. Follow through with it. And what does God say about sin? What does it say Job did? Job did. He shunned. he shunned evil. Hey, if Job was in the dating period and he came across a girl that brought evil into his life, I tell you what Job would have done. He gone? Hey, I'm not dating you. You're not, you're not the one God has for me. Like that. Not, hey, let me give you 10 different chances. Y'all following with me? I mean, we, uh, we make it so difficult. It's so straightforward. That's, that's what we got to understand. As a husband... As a husband, you've got to love your wife as much as Christ loved the church. And what Christ did for the church is he laid his life down for it. He chose the Holy Spirit over his own will. Not my will, but thine. Not following? It's really good stuff. Verse number 26. Why do we do that? We're under four minutes here. Why do we do that? What is the purpose? This is the part that's amazing. It comes with a promise. It's not just this command to do it and you're going to not have a good life. It comes with such a good promise here. Verse number 26 Jolie, what does it say? Why? Why is it so important? That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Whoa. What does that tell you? What should that tell you? Hey, we talked about it. Allie said what? What about your opportunities, right? That's the verse you had. So when opportunities are being presented, right, we're going to pretty much soon here, hopefully, in God's will, you have a significant other and you have a true spouse coming soon. At some point in the future. Okay? And it says here, as husbands, as wife, what are you supposed to do? Be submissive to the husband. In what way? Because the husband is doing what? God's will. God's will fully submitted to it. And what is the promise? That he might sanctify. Someone please tell me what sanctify means. Being made like Christ. This chapter started off by saying, be ye followers, be ye imitators of Christ. Hey, if you want your household to be imitators of Christ, it starts with the husband and the wife. And it starts with the husband submitting to God's will, and then it takes a wife submitting to the husband because the husband is so close to the Lord that whenever he sins, he cries out, we got to get right with God. And then guess what happens? You have children, and your children look up, and they see God's God is so close to my father. He shuns evil. My wife is submissive to him. My, my mom is submissive to him. I stand with absolutely no excuse when I get older. What did it say that Job did for his kids? He woke up in the morning he did what? He prayed for them. And what did he pray for? He even acknowledged that they were going to have to make an individual decision. But guess what? Job said, I'm going to leave all my cards on the table. I'm going to do everything I can on my end. To represent what a relationship with the Lord looks like. Because that's God's will. Y'all following with me? When's the last time you read the Bible in your home? When's the last time mom and dad said, Hey, Ava, come in the den. We're going to read the Bible together. Can I tell you that breaks my heart? When you guys told me that like rarely happens in y'all's families. But nowadays, if that were to be brought up, it would almost be like a joke. Like, seriously, Dad? Like, we didn't do it for 12 years. But what does God say? Hey, one day, I hope you all marry in God's perfect will. And hopefully God blesses you with children. And I pray, I pray that you're a generation that rises up and says, you know what? 6.30 every night, we're going to read the Bible. And it's just going to be a couple verses, but guess what? As a family, we're going to pour our hearts out to the Lord every night. Because my family is a blessing from Almighty God. And I'm thankful for it. Y'all following with me? Do you care that much? Do you care that much? But guess what happens? When we date, what do we do? We compromise. Are, you, are y'all following with me? Is this making too much sense? If we know what the house should look like in the future, and our significant others do not meet what that is, and we stay in that relationship, we have done what immediately? Sin. Sin and compromised. I'm trying to make it work. And you try to make it work. Y'all following with me? Very, very straightforward. Last verse, I think number 27. I don't know if I want to read We're kind of going over last Last one. We'll close out. I promise. Last verse. Uh, DJ, you want, to read for, you want to read, Cole? You want to read? No, I'll let Dad go. Oh, okay, okay. Let Dad go. That he might present her to himself as... He might present him... Let me start That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Brothers the family. <laughs> so what does that say how <laughs> do we love that verse that he presented to himself a glorious church not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish what did that just tell us what did it just describe the what the lamb the perfect lamb who's the perfect lamb Jesus Verse number 28, DJ, read it and then close out. Sorry, you can't because this one ties into it and then we'll close it. So what does it say? The perfect Lamb of God. It just gave a description to it. Without blemish, without wrinkle. Can Can you imagine what verse number 28 is going to say? Hey men, I'm sorry. This is heavy responsibility on you. Verse number 28, what does it say? So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So ought men to love their wives. Do you love your wife so much? Do you love your wife so much that you're going to stand what? Blameless. blameless. And you stand blameless by what exactly Allie and Joey said at the very beginning. By walking in love and by shunning evil. Really and truly, really and truly, God's word is very clear. We dilute it. We confuse it. Right? Good deal, y'all. Good listening. Um, who would,